This is BP Technology Outlook. Focus on Hydrogen Podcast. Orkney Islands Special. After hearing about the increased global interest in hydrogen from those I spoke to in the Hydrogen Podcast, I was keen to see things firsthand. On Orkney, they're developing various hydrogen projects involving power, storage and marine transport. I had so many interesting chats with people when I visited that we just couldn't fit them all into the recent Hydrogen Podcast. This archipelago is home to only around 22,000 people. They also have the highest fuel poverty in the UK. Despite the abundance of renewable energy here, the cost of electricity from the grid to householders is much higher than on the Scottish mainland, which just seems wrong. But as I found out very quickly, Orcadians are becoming increasingly active in finding new solutions to their energy needs. And many of those involve hydrogen. Hello, I am Dan Walker and I lead the Technology Futures Unit at BP. I think the time for hydrogen is now. If the world wants to be consistent with the goals set out in Paris in 2015, then I truly believe that hydrogen has to have a role to play, particularly within the power sector. I don't really know what I'm expecting on Orkney, except that it'll be on a fairly small scale, which of course is ideal for trying things out, for proving that they work. EMEC, the European Marine Energy Centre, was set up in 2003 and it was set up with £36 million of public funding from a variety of UK government, Scottish government, local council, EU funding. Karen Oag, European Marine Energy Centre. What's special about Orkney in terms of all renewables, but hydrogen in particular? Orkney's always been at the forefront of renewable energy, partly because of the infrastructure and the test site here that we've built. That's allowed this kind of industry and community to really flourish and grow here. We've become this renewable powerhouse. You know, we actually generate about 120% of our electricity needs through renewables. We don't want to waste this green energy that's taken a lot of effort to be produced. We started looking at hydrogen. Hydrogen is a very good energy carrier. If we can convert the electricity into hydrogen, that can then be stored and then used as energy at a later date. The cable which connects us to the national grid, when that was constructed, it was never envisaged that we would be exporting vast quantities of electricity. In a sense, you know, we've outgrown this cable. My name's Neil Kermode. I'm the Managing Director of the European Marine Energy Centre. We were starting to make tidal energy work, putting turbines in the sea that were taking energy from the tides, but the grid wasn't able to take the electricity that we were producing. So we looked around and realised that actually we could do something useful with the electricity by making hydrogen. So this morning I've been offered a hydrogen tour of Orkney, which is an irresistible offer. But as I'd say on Orkney, there's a wee bit of mist. I hope the hydrogen van doesn't get blown away. I am Adele Litterdale and I am the Hydrogen Project Officer with Orkney Islands Council. I have to say I've never been offered a hydrogen tour of anywhere before. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You'll see from the weather today, it's very windy, 
lots of natural resource here which makes it a prime location for renewables projects so we had quite a lot of wind turbines put up from individuals like what you can see on the farmland here two larger scale wind turbines that each community group put up for themselves. We saw that a lot of the turbines were being curtailed, which means that they're effectively switched off when it's too windy. So we're losing quite a lot of the power output that we could be getting. And that's kind of how the hydrogen projects were developed and discovered. We plug in an electrolyzer used to make hydrogen from water. During the times where the wind turbines are curtailed or switched off, we would redirect that power and use it to produce hydrogen. And we have just pulled up outside of the fuel cell. The electricity from the fuel cell provides power to two of our ferries, which we kind of say are like our buses. The ferries run pretty regularly. People need to get back and forth. So they're basically just buses on the sea. <laughs> so that's at this site. Um, and I'll take you now to visit the hydrogen refueling station. So hydrogen made from spare power is turned back into electricity to power ferries when they're docked at Kirkwall. But because the hydrogen isn't made on the Orkney mainland, but on two other islands, the ferries actually transport the hydrogen as well. In the future, the ferries may even be powered by hydrogen whilst at sea. That's another thing about going into hydrogen. It's really to try and decarbonise the local community across transport, heat and power. We are a group of islands, so ferries represent a main form of transport for us and indeed it's a lifeline source. It's also a huge consumer of diesel and that's a huge opportunity to decarbonise. So this is our hydrogen refuelling station. The hydrogen will be shipped from either Edie or Shappensee. It will come in where we just were down at the harbour and then it gets trucked up here and the refueler here is recharged with hydrogen. So it's really important that we have this refueling station. I think we've been on tier three of, of the list to get a, a hydrogen refueler. So we like to take these matters into our own hands. So, I'm getting that feeling yeah. about Orkney. <laughs> just a tad, who don't want to be left behind. So. <laughs> Adele dropped me off at the ferry terminal where I was in time to meet not only the next ferry coming in but also David who told me all about the strategy in the next few years for those ferries. I'm loving the idea that the ferries can not only transport the hydrogen but use hydrogen too so they can do their normal run from one island to another, take more hydrogen on board for the ferry itself and take hydrogen on board to transport to somewhere else. Yeah, I'm David Hibbert. I'm the, the technical superintendent for Orkney Marine Services, which is part of Orkney Islands Council. Well, thank you very much for making the time to meet all me. All right, no bother at all. Um, good, to, good to meet you. So that brings us to the Shappensea Ferry. Yep. Now, what's the Shappensea Ferry got to do with hydrogen? The existing Shappensea Ferry has been modified to run on hydrogen in one of its auxiliary engines, which is a project called Hydime. So it aims to displace about 50% of the diesel that's currently being consumed for hydrogen and the reduction in emissions. The second project is a vessel called High Seas 3, which is a pure hydrogen fuel cell vessel, which is currently going through string tests, they call it, which we test all of the fuel cells and electrical equipment to drive the vessel. That, if it's successful, then go into a complete new vessel, which will be zero emission, 100% hydrogen. 
The ferries use a huge amount of power in terms of marine diesel engines for both propulsion and generating electricity for auxiliary systems such as heat and light on the ferries. If you're going to try using an alternative source of power for something, then choosing the ferries makes complete sense because they're a lifeline for the islands. But they use heaps of power. On Orkney, they saw the potential of hydrogen years ago, and now they're making that dream happen. So here we are at the fuel cell. Yeah, so um, here we're, we're at Turkwall Pier and this is a, an interesting installation because it's a fuel cell that's being run off hydrogen. We set it up so that we can provide the ferries with power at night but from hydrogen rather than from running either their own diesel generators or from uh, grid electricity. In effect, we wanted to put hydrogen on the ferries. We needed to make sure that the mariners who were going to be on the ferries had been trained in using hydrogen. But there was no training rig. So this fuel cell has been built as a training rig to both supply power to the ferries but also to be a facility we can train people in using hydrogen which will then give people the accreditation to then go on a ship and use the hydrogen. In effect, the stuff here on the left-hand side as we walk in, there are three 25 kilowatt fuel cell assemblies. The fuel cell takes pure hydrogen, takes oxygen out of the air, combines the H2 with the oxygen and produces H2O, produces water. That water drains out through a pipe and goes out to a drain on the outside and the chemical reaction that goes on gives off electricity and gives off heat. For every kilowatt of hydrogen we put in, we get about half a kilowatt of electricity and half a kilowatt of heat. A lot of ferries have already got half of, half of the system you need. They've already got the electric motor and the propeller in them. So instead of making the electricity from a battery or from diesel, you make it from hydrogen. So you only just swap a part of the ferry rather than all of the ferry. Orcadians are very used to making things work. You have to make the most of what washes up on the beach. So a new idea washes up, you know, oh, that's handy, how can we use that? Orcadians certainly do know how to make things happen. They are making things happen because the people involved in projects all over the Orkney Islands talk to each other. And then you get a group of collaborators, all aligned in their thinking, all wanting to head in the same direction. Easy on a small set of islands where everyone knows everyone, you might think. But this is the kind of joined up thinking that could be exported to get hydrogen working elsewhere too. There's a huge amount of really clever technology that's being applied that will be entirely reapplicable. One of the challenges is going to be trying to do that in an entirely competitive market. It's an incredibly exciting space to work in, trying to stimulate the market demand for hydrogen. There are rules and regulations for hydrogen in road transport. You know, at the moment, that kind of rule book is being developed for the marine space. The rules are being written as we speak, which is incredibly exciting. But also if you encounter something, oh, I haven't thought about that. Trying to get round and liaise with regulation is incredibly important as well. It's not as if everything on Orkney is perfect. There's still a long way to go, but they've achieved so much and they really want to see this technology adopted at the kind of scale that Orkney can do to improve life for their community. And then, not content with that, see it ripple out to other areas around the world. Orkney has produced more electricity than it's needed every year since 2013. We're producing hydrogen. Around one in 10 of the families here in Orkney make their own power. 
We get people from all over the world coming to see what we're doing with wave and tidal energy. And we are showing that the world can be better and fractionally different by practical demonstration. It's such a buzz to get a chance to do it. Come and see. It's like any technology, the future is unknowable, you know, so the exact role hydrogen will have in transportation, in power, the pace of deployment, we do not know. But the important thing is we need to start experimenting with applications today. And we know for sure then if we start experimenting, if we start piloting, we're going to get there sooner. This was a BB Technology Outlook production. Focus on hydrogen. Podcast. Orkney Islands special.